Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome back to The Chosen Ones and Other Tropes, where I ask two published authors about their favorite tropes and the ones that make them want to cry. Um, you know The Hunger Games? And yeah. how I do know The, the Hunger cat- Games. I've heard of it. Yeah, you do know. Yeah. <laughs> that little, that little. Essentially, what the Dursleys do to him is not parenting, it's child abuse. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just uh, mansplaining a book to you now, Nia. It's fine. Uh, where- <laughs> it might be familiar to you. <laughs> Not as fun, though, is it? <laughs> Tragic, isn't it? Boring. <laughs> Super depressing. <laughs> It's just not. It's never going to be here. Yeah, Neville. Just, she shouldn't have done that. Stop trying to make Neville happen. I've started recording stuff without having to record that. Oh, nice. Oh, no. So you didn't really start recording it? Um, yeah. I guess that's true. Grumpy and Sunshine. Grumpy X Sunshine is what I've written on my notes. That is a really good name for a band, I think. Um, <laughs> Grumpy and Sunshine. I mean, it's in the name. Grumpy... This is obviously two characters, uh, the grumpy one, all doom and gloom, pessimism, serious, sometimes a bit distant. And then the other character, sunshine, upbeat, energetic, optimistic, manic pixie energy. Uh, Put them together, swirl them around a bit, see what happens. All a bit of fun. Naomi, take us away. Where are you at with this? So this one, I am unsure on, if I'm honest. I was looking into Mm. it. I I was aware of it for a while. Um, but I don't think it's ever something I've really, really got excited about. It's not something I would run to the shops to buy. So, um, but I'm happy to be convinced. I think I'm I'm waiting for you both to convince me. It's great. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I should have done Melissa first. Melissa, <laughs> yeah. quick, take the reins. <laughs> quick, quick. We're out of control. Um, so I decided, even though, obviously, I know this season we're discussing romance tropes, but I like it more with platonic relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite, as soon as I thought of it, was like <laughs> in Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah, and obviously (laughs) he's really grumpy. Yeah. Um, And, um, oh, I've forgotten what she's called now. But um, the Vanellope. Vanellope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And she's obviously the sunshine and um, he has to look like overcome his foibles and she maybe is brought a little bit back into the real world and understanding other people maybe aren't always as happy as her. And I really like those <laughs> and they're quite common as well in like dystopian stuff as well. Like you get somebody mm-hmm. who's like, even though this is a bad time. So I'm not sure about in romance whether I'm that fussed about it, but I really like it in platonic relationships. So it's True. interesting you say that, right? Because I think there is something quite toxic about it in a romance. But Oh, interesting. Okay. But mm. similarly, in a platonic relationship, I thought of the road to El Dorado. Ah. <laughs> and you know, there's yeah. like there's those two friends who are who are like low-level thieves, and one of them has kind of always got the plan and the pressure to come up with the plan, and the yeah. other one is kind of a free spirit and goes along with it or either cocks up the plan, forcing them both to think on their feet. And I think they, they riff off each other quite nicely. Like, like uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope. Um, but yeah, in terms of a romance, I'm, I'm just not sure. I think there's this idea that the grumpiness is complexity and I'm not sure necessarily that that's 
correct that's true yeah Yeah. it's the it's the like broody silent thing right (laughs) and i just think actually you know you're just a grumpy asshole you're not complex to me i don't want (laughs) to sit here and waste my time trying to work you out you're just grumpy why would i want to be around you um Uh, so that that's my problem with it let's we're gonna go i had a whole platonic section as well but let's because Mm -hmm. this is going to be a this is a season of romance we're gonna (laughs) let's start with romance because i've got a few here and we can we can break them down and discuss them a bit yeah. Um, I mean, for, first of all, talking about it from a writing perspective, it is great because it's easy conflict. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. in line with enemies to lovers where it's like, okay, right. you, you immediately have a conflict between the two characters and it's going to force you to, um, well, it, you sh- it, to do it correctly, you will need to really realize your characters to be like, why is X grumpy and Y so happy all the time? But that's that's a that's a writing issue. Um, yeah. Here's some of the examples I I came up with for for romance. Uh, Frozen with Kristoff right. is like the grumpy moose. Is it a moose? It's a moose, right? <laughs> yeah. Which oh, is which? Like between Sven, Sven and yeah, yeah. Kristoff yeah. and so, yeah, <laughs> Olaf, no, not, not which Sven. is which? Kristoff <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Anna, where Anna is yes. obviously sunshine and optimistic, and he's yeah. like grumpy. And yeah, that sounds really actually. good yeah. too. Actually, I like that. I thought that was a cute one. That is um, a cute one. I, as I mentioned on our WhatsApp group, I recently watched The Hating Game, uh, mm. which is like all the romance tropes, <laughs> uh, speed run, any percentage. Yes. Um, that's got huge grumpy versus sunshine. The the male character is very much, um, well, he is presented as uh, sort of corporate business, no nonsense, the never jokes, like everything in its right place. And then she's the kind of aloof, creative, fun bring people cakes and things like that that one's pretty just classic office romance juxtaposition yeah feels that way here's one i had one of melissa's love to hate hate to love the summer i turned pretty (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) because well i mean is is he's super grumpy the one that she ends up picking the the clearly toxic choice yeah this is part of the love triangle thing she's basically picking between sunshine yeah and that's what i thought right interesting yeah so it's yeah. a little bit of a twist where she's kind of a blank canvas oh okay and she's got the pick of yeah grumpy or sunshine. that's, that's interesting. interesting yeah go for sunshine yeah. love <laughs> especially because i was just thinking when you were saying that i was like oh yeah most of the time the grumpy person is the male character yeah and however then i thought Actually, in The Walking Dead, there's a really nice romance between um, Carol in later seasons, who's really grumpy for very good reason. She's had a very terrible time in the apocalypse. Right, and then has. she falls for <laughs> King Ezekiel, who speaks. He's um, The whole thing is that he worked in a zoo beforehand, but he was in amateur dramatics and knows lots of Shakespeare. So he talks to everyone in his kingdom and he is the king. And he's always giving these amazing rousing speeches that he borrows from Shakespeare that nobody realizes. And he's always really upbeat. Mm-hmm. He goes into things like, not one of us will fall and we'll have such a great time and yet we smile and she's always really grumpy but that's obviously because they love each other <laughs> so that works quite nicely and that's a female yeah. being grumpy but it is rare it is rare the yeah. woman's grumpy so i looked i, I looked at this because i had a bunch of examples and then i was like huh it, there's definitely a trend towards the bias leans towards the male character being grumpy and the female right. character being sunshine yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in movies that goes hard into the female that goes hard into the manny manic pixie dream girl oh uh, yeah that's time. fair yeah um but, and just a little, this was a little Google online, what people call the reverse grumpy and sunshine is when mm. the grumpy character is the female character, which I thought was 
unusual, weird. Oh, because yeah. it's like I don't know why it makes a difference. Yeah, which yeah, one is surely. which? And I do have some examples for that. Um, most recently, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, yes. Right. Where Michelle Yeoh's character is the like the grumpy, grumpy one. one yes, and her so husband true. is the absolute icon who we're all in love with and made us cry. <laughs> that works so well. Yeah. Yeah. It so works well. Really well. I actually think having them that way around, having the husband as the sensitive, doting yeah. one, made it even more um, powerful. But that's that smashes so many stereotypes, doesn't it? Having it that way around. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. which is nice because what about in queer fiction? So, like in All That's Left in the World by Eric J. Brown, it's um, a male male romance, yeah. mm-hmm. and that definitely has grumpy sunshine elements because you get dual point of view. One of them's very much a survivalist, very much resigned to his fate, da, 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 and the other one just loves like watching movies and is really a believer he'll get through this, but is actually kind of useless, but doesn't really mind. Yeah, and so yeah, that feels a bit like if you are going to make it that it's specifically the other way around if it's male female then that excludes some queer fiction as well so yeah mm-hmm. no i don't like that and speaking it's of queer same. fiction last of us episode three yeah that's, grumpy that's a really sunshine. good point that is definitely grumpy sunshine yeah, yeah. perfect la la yeah. la I mean, not listening i haven't if, watched if it you yet. know you know that's all i'll say <laughs> you know you know it's a really really happy episode like they all are yeah very very <laughs> yeah. uplifting yeah it's okay yeah. i have played the game <laughs> But d- disclaimer, though, you know, as always, just stay hydrated. You've got to make sure you're drinking a lot of water that episode. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, I didn't cry. Um, also, reverse grumpy V Sunshine ones, I got 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's so true. That's a really yeah. good example. That's true. Yeah. Patrick is the happy one. But like we like we previously, previously discussed, she hates everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still, it's still funny. Like, and also, she's all that. She's all that. She hates everyone too. Yeah, that's true. And she's yeah. grumpy. And I just want to paint in my basement. But interestingly, yeah. those are kind of all from the nineties. True. Um. So maybe it was yeah. more common back then. I think there's less examples of it now. Uh the the um, the love hypothesis, which I mentioned on on one of the previous episodes. Yeah. About the the because we were talking about the, the 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 guy in that relationship is the guy who's trying to trick the harvard board or something to get to fund his phd because yes. of reasons yeah. yeah but she's the cynical <laughs> one in that in that relationship right um, okay and then now this is a question mark one and it's obligatory because we have to talk about the hunger games in every episode i was thinking of the hunger games uh, yeah. katniss <laughs> and peter yeah right? that came Bitter to mind <laughs> the baker's boy versus the prim reaper himself <laughs> yeah that's very true but do you know what i don't like about that one right is how grumpiness is kind of viewed as a strength there and because peter is all happy and feminine <laughs> it's almost like it's a weakness do you know what i mean uh yeah no is it just me no i'm just laughing i, I, just... I agree i agree but but no, i mean you're totally right his incredible cake making skills when he like paints <laughs> himself into the rock and i was like not possible sorry yeah. only That's a sunshine so character could use cake baking skills in order to survive <laughs> <laughs> in a life or situation yeah. He can't fight, but my God, can he patisserie? Yeah, exactly. And you can't have grumpy, grumpy, and that would have been Katniss and the Prim Reaper Gale. Yeah, exactly. Not that grumpy, yeah, grumpy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not allowed. I think that's going to be uh, a trope used again in the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, actually, because I think President Snow is quite grumpy, whereas um, Lucy Baird is is quite sunshiny. 
Yeah, which is so funny because she's the one related to Katniss and Katniss exactly. is so grumpy. Exactly, it's just a complete little <laughs> flip, isn't it? It's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> that did not trickle down. Um, <laughs> it's not genetic, there you go. Nature versus nurture. Um, go, going back quickly, I did have a couple more examples of non-reverse. Um, uh, the other ones, Fran Hart, that has a nice... Uh, well, that, that that's a that's a queer one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's it's yeah. That, that this is why reverse grumpy versus sunshine. Like either like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, it shouldn't be male or female bias. I think it's a historical yeah. thing where it's like the the man is grumpy and the the woman. I is, agree. That's why I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Not, um, Ted Lasso. Uh, if anyone's watched Ted Lasso, Roy and Keeley is a, absolutely classic exaggerated grumpy versus sunshine it, mm. for anyone who's not watched ted lasso Roy, roy's entire personality is grumpy uh <laughs> so th- also like non-platonically in kind of like a funny way ted lasso roy and ted and then it's and then i was thinking about this and i was like it's literally roy and insert character here and it's basically 90 percent of the cast with roy is grumpy versus sunshine <laughs> um, they do that in the office a bit as well i suppose yeah, yeah I guess, that's to an extent yeah in a TV show, if you have a character whose main attribute is that they're just really grumpy and it's kind of yes. funny. Yes, yes, that's so true. Mm. Um, New Girl, Nick and Jess. Yeah. Nick Nick is always seen as like a grumpy old man in a younger person's body. Yeah. Jess, Jess is, well, it's, she's all, she's like the manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. And then the one that I thought was interesting, and before we, I thought this this is a great segue into platonic. Pride and Prejudice, mm. <laughs> Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth Bennet yeah. is not like an extreme one. Obviously, he is grumpy. I don't know if I would outwardly say she is sunshine. Mm. Compared to him, yes. See, um, uh, I don't know about that. I think they're both the same. I think oh, you they're think they're both, both grumpy? grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do They do both feel quite grumpy, don't they? That's why they're so well lovers. matched. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is rivals to lovers. Can they both be in the same? Well, I suppose, yeah, they can be in the same space. But com- conversely, the sister and the what's her face? What's her name? Jane, is it? His sister. Has uh, Elizabeth's sister and and the man she falls in love with? They're both sunshine, whereas Elizabeth exactly, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> perhaps no, no. Going on from that, Mister Darcy and Mister Bingley yeah. are actually um, grumpy and sunshine. And oh, then I was going to be like, oh, cute. grumpy and sunshine does not have to be the main characters or yeah. the love interest. No. Yeah. And Jane Platonic. and Mr. Bingley are sunshine. Exactly. Yeah. And then cute. we get on to Platonic, mm. which is... So I've seen this... For some reason, the grumpy and sunshine thing seems to be the the romance way of describing this genre. And then I've seen this... it Platonically, I've seen it described as gleeful and grumpy. Oh, okay. Mm. But that That's might just be a minor thing I saw on the internet. Like, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me. That the internet's all true, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, That's fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's tons in here. I mean, we, we've already talked about The Last of Us, episode three, but The Last of Us as a whole, Joel and Ellie mm, is yes. um, yeah. sunshine and grumpy. Yes. Uh, with yeah. the dad jokes and everything. And it's all about Ellie kind of winning over Joel to like make him laugh once. And all of that kind of stuff. Have you guys seen mm-hmm. Wednesday? Yeah. 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 That's great. That, I mean, they couldn't be doing this harder with Wednesday. I mean, they <laughs> so, may yeah. as well have just called them sun- like Wednesday and Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From like the way they dress to the way they yeah, act. It's like, yeah. 
it's great though. I, I love the juxtapositions when you're when it when it pans into the bedroom and it's you see one half which is just grayscale and then the other half which is like rainbows. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's really good. It works really well in um, television shows and anything really with the character arcs because it does give you a very simple character arc to give them because they're at yeah. opposite ends of a very extreme scale. That's the entire point, and they have to meet in the middle, so they have to help each other meet in the middle, which is why it lends itself to romance even though mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be romance, but it does lend itself very neatly to a B-plot in terms of the character arc, yes. which I can see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, It gives your characters direction, which is often something quite hard. Even if you know what your character wants, it's sometimes quite hard to find a direction within the narrative itself. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Yeah, I think it can be really difficult writing romance as well. So if I'm working on a new project and I was talking to um, a UK YA chat group I've got and um, everyone was talking about why is it that I can see them together, but when you're writing them and getting mm. them to, after that meet cute, when you're trying to get them to be together, especially if they say enemies to lovers or something, the very first couple of meetings can be a bit tricky. Whereas I think if they're grumpy sunshine, it gives you a little bit of dialogue that they can totally have immediately. Yeah. And it yeah. can be a bit more organic and you don't feel, I, I mean, I always struggle with first chapters anyway. I don't know about you, Naomi, you've got some romance in yours. I, I struggle anyway with openings of any part of it. Like whenever I introduce a new character, I find it really difficult. And those are the bits I have to rewrite. Mm. But I do think Grumpy Sunshine gives you something to go with. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Because it makes um, small talk interesting. Like you right. can, yeah. because it's like you can, the, the dialogue doesn't need that much meaning no. because you need to you're conveying in subtext the juxtaposition you're you convey yeah. this yes. character is grumpy this character and it, and it can be through like we'll take an english example and like the british thing would be discussing the weather and you can so easily convey that one character is like grumpy and one character is optimistic and happy mm. about yes it. Mm. and create comedy and also you not everyone has a conversation like the first time like edward and bella do where it's really intense <laughs> immediately most people just have normal conversations to start with and they get to know them <laughs> <laughs> see i quite like that yeah. <laughs> i'll just jump in <laughs> just go for it let's discuss the universe yeah, our first conversation. <laughs> uh other examples are uh, platonic one i i had diary diary of a wimpy kid with um oh, i haven't read that greg who, greg the, the the point of view the main character and his yeah. his best friend um roly is he's like very cynical and kind of nervous and anxious and then his best friend is uh like kind of a bit carefree and happy-go-lucky kind of cheerful yeah um which is cute um and then i had we were talking about tv series earlier and we had like new girl um they do it ted lasso um parks and rec does yeah with they they actually have two of these and first one is is a romance one with april and andy yes that's what i was thinking chris pat's characters um she's very serious and he's uh well he's chris pratt and (laughs) then i then i got onto this other trend where i was like oh this is interesting because there's another one in there which is uh which is actually like a mentorship relationship and then i was like oh this this is actually quite common in mentor relationships Mm. where so they have leslie nope and ron swanson in 
Parks and Rec. And Ron Swanson is like no nonsense by the book. Uh, mm-hmm. This is how it's done. And Leslie Nope is this very kind of optimistic idealist, like, oh, I want to do everything and un- kind of unrealistic um, ideas about how her role and, and what she can actually do to affect the world around her. Right. Yeah. And I think it, I think it works so well with that kind of reluctant mentor uh, trope mm-hmm. where the mentor mm-hmm. is grumpy and like they have to kind of get chipped away. And because I relish any chance to bring up Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> it's Poe and Shifu. And like, oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Shifu's Poe's like all fun and like games and silliness and Shifu's yeah. like no nonsense. Yeah. Get out. And, and I think kind of Mr. Miyagi as well in Karate Kid. Yeah. And Mulan. Mulan, yeah. and that's Mulan. a romance one as well, because yeah. obviously he's technically mentoring them how to fight, right? And he's really grumpy. Yeah, I think it pairs really well with the reluctant mentor. That's true, trope. it does. Yeah, it's interesting. And then um, the other thing that I think it appears in loads, which people, I don't think people generally connect this because it's a whole trope in itself, is the buddy cop genre. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it it always is it's to some degree like that one of them will be like very keen, enthusiastic. Maybe they're like younger and then there'll be a, like a grumpy, bitter one. You get the old like, uh, I'm too old for this. Kind of one day from in. retirement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. retirement. Um, so like men, and, they, they do it men in black with like Tommy Yeah, Lee Jones men in black. And yeah, and they do it really nicely. Lethal Weapons, the like obvious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shrek is kind of this. Shrek, yeah. Shrek. Yeah, uh, that's very true. <laughs> so obvious when you said it. Yeah. Early Walking Dead. I know I've already mentioned Walking Dead, so I'm up to my quota, however um early walking dead what i like about that one is it doesn't work out so spoilers if you've not seen a 10 year old show (laughs) that's the season i'm talking about it was like 10 years ago but um they at shane and rick rick is very optimistic and shane was there during the apocalypse and is not very optimistic and they were literally partners in the police and then they end up falling out and it ends up with one of them dying it's like very serious Mm -hmm. falling out and so it doesn't work out their sunshine and then later he he thinks in later seasons, was he right about maybe I am too optimistic about how these things are going to work out? And he does think about a lot. Right. Like, should I have listened to Shane or should he have let him like mentor me on what was going on a bit more? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't work out there. That's, I feel like that's the kind of thing you can only, I mean, as we always say, you can write whatever you want, but that kind of works better, I think, in an ongoing serialized story. Right. Yes. As opposed to like a, an open and closed one, because it's there's no closure in that. So if you like, there isn't no, unless you know there's a sequel coming. Yeah. It's a bit like, eh, well, that's yeah, yeah. that would be quite a sad thing to build up, and it was quite sad. So yeah, yeah it works. Mm. But they, um, unusual. They have it in Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is yep. another another franchise gift that keeps giving, with Rosa and Jake, who are supposed yeah. to be like really old friends. Yeah, they yeah. get any. I don't know if they went to school together or something, but I know they have like a long backstory and like, obviously she's the, he, he's a bit silly and goofy and she's very, very straight and serious. I think that dynamic works really well. And mm-hmm. then they're always, even though they seem opposite, they're always there for each other. Yeah. And I had Good Omens written here, but I don't know if it's, Good Omens is like, if you guys know it, it's, it's about an an angel and a and a demon who basically make a deal to not to not have the apocalypse come about because they don't want the end of the world to happen. So, like by definition, they are like kind of grumpy and sunshine. Except the angel would be the grumpy one in the situation in like a weird way. That's quite funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Because he's the one that's like nervous about breaking the rules and stuff, and then obviously yeah, right, the demon's yeah. like, no, 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 let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fun. 
Um, oh, it is fun. I do like it. I don't know if I'm that fussed about robots, but yeah, I do. Oh, I do like it in like friendships. And yeah, it works, doesn't it? Found family. It's the most yeah. fun in found family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because sure. really, it's 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 interesting that it's lent so hard in as a romance trope because it's just good character conflict right it's just it's just putting two characters with different opinions together and seeing whether they can resolve their issues and become friends Mm -hmm. Uh, you know which i think is just an interesting way to build a chapter or a or a sequence within any story Mm -hmm. yeah i think when you it's interesting you mentioned brooklyn 99 and sort of that long-standing back history that we technically aren't privy to because we haven't seen it i think when you're jumping into something and you have two characters that are established and have known each other for a long time so like obviously in like say the hunger games katniss and peter they've technically met but they don't really know each other so we learn about their relationship with them and lots of these other ones we learn about the relationship with them but i think when you've got characters with backstory it's quite good to have because it shows us their differences without having to put a load of exposition in yeah that's true yeah and it shows us like oh this is how they've been for a long time oh i get it now you know and it's so it kind of works on both perspectives to help to get to know the characters because i think that is really tough when you've got characters that already have an established relationship before the book starts or the film or whatever yeah true Mm. hunger games is a weird one isn't it because she's with (laughs) she's with uh gail i know at the start and then you think that wow she would she would have been with gail had she She, not done had she not done it yeah yeah I mean, she's technically a su- supposedly not with. I remember in the books they say everyone thinks we're cousins. And I thought that's a weird thing to drop in. Yeah. That is quite. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. Well. Yeah, cousin romance trope is next week. Um... Oh. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. <laughs> Old school. Uh, that's just Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Jane Austen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jane Austen. <laughs> The background story to to the grumpy character, though, is quite important to me because I think right. there is this um, almost like an excuse for underlying trauma, and that is and the trauma being the reason why that person is grumpy. And I think that that can be a bit dangerous because basically, it, like, just because like trauma doesn't automatically mean you have like um a pass for being a miserable git do you know what i mean yeah mm. yeah, yeah, and, yeah and i think when you scratch the surface of why people are miserable it's it's not an excuse to behave the way they do like I, i'm thinking of um christian gray and anastasia Steele here <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay like, that's that's a definite grumpy sunshine thing and he mm-hmm. is grumpy because he has so much trauma in his life and when you actually learn about it you're like that's that's not okay like you should go to therapy um and i just think there's like a, a really I don't know, it could be a bit of a crutch, I think, because you have trauma, you're, you're trying to make your character complex and right. um, it's fine to have trauma, but there's not a pass to be a git to, to everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why possibly in the romance side, it can get a bit toxic. It can be muddy, yeah. Yeah, but in the platonic um, thing, I, like for Shrek and Donkey, I think it works because Shrek is, he doesn't want to get hurt. So he's very defensive, and I think that's a different reason yeah. than um, than what it would be for Christ for, for Christian Grey. 
<laughs> Shrek and Christian Grey are different characters. Whoa. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of a more wholesome one, yeah, which, which okay. uh, in a similar trend, um, Up, you know, Pixar's Up. <gasps> oh, yes. that's so good. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, he's, yes. I mean, so his, his, in quotes, excuse for being like a grumpy old git is that his wife died and he just doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone. Yeah, he's so he doesn't want to get hurt either. He's yeah, he's scared. Mr. Fredrickson. Yeah. yeah. Russell's just adorable. Isn't he? As is Doug. In fact, there's just Doug, he's being attacked by two sunshine characters, which is quite funny, actually. Like Russell yeah, and that's Doug. True. Yeah. Sunshine yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like being swamped with it and he finds it very annoying. It's quite funny. Yeah. That's but that, that's why this works best as like comedy though. Because mm, it's mm-hmm. it, I agree. It's always kind of funny to see someone be slightly annoyed by someone else being super enthusiastic. Yeah. Maybe that's why it slips into romance then. Because rom-com goes together quite often. I think we spoke about this before, like more rom, less com, (laughs) etc. I think most things like described as a rom-com might not necessarily be very com, Mm, but they're very rom. But they they seem to go together. They play for laughs in platonic ones as well. Yeah, definitely. Like all the, basically all the ones we've mentioned. And yeah. also, um, I had another one here. You know, did you guys ever watch Morning Glory with no, Rachel no. McAdams and Harrison Ford? It's about a, she's a producer at a like failing morning TV show and she needs to find someone to replace one of her anchors. And Harrison Ford is this like, he's supposed to be this like Pulitzer winning, amazing journalist who basically hasn't done anything for like five years, but technically is still on contract. So if they ask him to do something, he has to do it. Mm. and he's super grumpy and like refuses to do it and just like is a complete nuisance whereas she's like a sort of labrador like desperately trying to get this thing going and it's like she's like i can do it i can save the show but it works really well um i mean a lot of harrison ford's most recent more recent roles are him being very very grumpy yeah all the time he's been a bit typecast for that kind of thing probably from star wars <laughs> i think he it's just easy for him right? yeah. yes yeah, because he is. is grumpy <laughs> that's true he is grumpy in that could you argue chewbacca's sunshine maybe can't hear what he's saying but i feel i feel the vibe oh my God, have you i not think seen... that's true have you not seen the behind the scenes thing? Yeah, when they're yelling at what he's He literally to say. says the words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Mm, I had one debatable one. So I wonder what you guys think about this. Hermione and Ron. Oh, I can see that. Which is which, though, actually? No, no, Ron, Ron's, Ron's the grumpy one. Grumpy? Oh, yeah. I, I thought Hermione was the grumpy That's one. That's <laughs> why I was asking. I wasn't sure. Uh, oh, I was like, I got this there's wrong something. There. Maybe I got this backwards. Because <laughs> in my mind, Hermione is the like... But, Optimistic uh, one. I think it's maybe. like... I, I'm Actually, what I'm doing here is I'm collating two different things. I'm collating like by the book loves to be like play by the rules and like doesn't want to mm. be in trouble with uh, grumpy. Whereas that's not necessarily true. I think I think they're actually both different characters in the books than they are in the movies. That's right. true. So yeah. I don't I don't know actually. That's Hermione is a bit more unhinged in the books. 
Yeah. <laughs> she's a bit more, yeah, I, yeah, I kidnapped someone and put them in a jar. What's wrong with that? Actually, right? She's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, way more fun. psychotic. <laughs> Too powerful, yeah. I hope, I hope they do that version of her in the new series. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> Gotta wait for season five for that one, though. <laughs> Maybe not then with a minor run. Maybe there's the the they have they have too many kind of they go across because also maybe it's because that's part of like a, a trio. Is there's the three of them mm. there, so it's that's the, true. It's all shared between all three. Like they all have yeah, moments of grumpiness have... and moments of sunshine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think Harry's probably more neutral than both of them. Yeah, they almost play like a conscience for him in a lot of the decisions. Yeah, he's quite well yeah. balanced as a character in terms of. He's not one or the other, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, he goes both ways. Yeah. But I think that's when you have like a trio, we're getting off topic here, but when you have like <laughs> a trio of characters, I think that's a really, really good, if you like, it's really healthy to have your, your, your protagonist will be kind of more kind of centrist than the other two. Yeah. And every time there's a decision, you always have the opportunity to have the other two characters conflict. And then the tension arises from which way which of his friends you know which of the friends is the main character going to lean towards and that's yeah. a really interesting yeah. situation definitely traps and pitfalls you you kind of we, we touched on this um before uh there is definitely dangers with this one i don't think there's that many inherently with the genre itself i think generally it if you to do this like with any character, you you need to have a three dimensional character. If your character is just grumpy for the sake of being grumpy, and mm-hmm. there's no reason for it, and then at some point they stop being grumpy, it's like okay, well, there's no real arc to this character. Yeah, They're just grumpy absolutely. Because, um, yeah, you, you do need to have at least three dimensions to, to your <laughs> characters to do this. Yeah, you have to be agreed when you start. Apart from obviously. You know, some people who don't plot. However, you have to be agreed when you start with a grumpy sunshine character that they are going to develop and yeah. get to more towards the center and help the other person get to more towards the center. There's this, point. there's this really good writing book called The Emotional Theosaurus, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got all um, of them. Or it's not that one. It's it's a green one, and I can't think what the title is. Um, oh. But basically, it talks about um, in order to make your character three dimensional, what something obviously has to ha- has to have happened to them. Um, and you call that the wound and then how does the wound then relate to them later in life and and how does that wound make them act and that is how you make them three-dimensional so like with Shrek obviously people <laughs> want to kill him so he's like <laughs> a- automatically like because they think he's ugly so he's yeah, he, yeah. he thinks no one he's will ever love me and so the wound there is I'm a monster yeah and so mm. he automatically is on the defensive and and the way that that wound transpires in his life is him pushing people away so they can't hurt him first and mm. um, yes. yeah I think that's interesting though um in terms of the sunshine character because I was just thinking I when I when I used to watch Shrek which of course was every Saturday no uh when I watched Shrek before I've thought that Donkey being the sunshine character is interesting because what's happening to him at the beginning at the market is really horrifying. Yeah. So Shrek's like, oh, boo-hoo me. I get to sit on my own all day, which I enjoy doing anyway. Yeah, yeah, people think I'm ugly, but then I scare them all off and laugh and sit in my hot tub full of mud. Whereas Donkey's like being sold. And yeah. it's like implied they're going to kill him. <laughs> and it's pretty horrible. And he's had this horrible life, but he is quite optimistic. Yeah. So his wound manifests differently. 
as the Sunshine character. I think a lot of the Sunshine characters are probably people pleasers. And they, right. mm-hmm. they want people to like them. And so when yeah. you're when you're given this direct conflict of someone who's who's grumpy and does not like anybody, you, the people pleaser will automatically go out of their way to try and make that person like them. Um, yes. And that's probably why they gel so well together because the, the people pleaser is hard to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you have these two characters. I love when, um, this sounds really weird of me to say but like i think it's a very good resolution for the arc of uh, like a very happy a sunshine character to the what you find out at a certain point and it's like all of this over exuberance this like happiness is them covering up something that's really like affecting them inside like a, a real tragedy mm-hmm. i think yeah. that's such a such an interesting and powerful and also like realistic i think this is something that we do in real life you know the it's like you know, I, I'm only laughing at this thing because because otherwise I'd cry, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And Ted exactly. Lasso does this so well. Mm. Um, there's also there's one. I mean, I was say <laughs> I was about to say there's one episode of Scrubs that I will never forget. There's about twenty episodes of Scrubs that I will never forget. But there's one <laughs> with, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Marty McFly from Back uh, to the Future. Yeah, the uh, doctor when he when, yeah. So, yeah he comes in and as he's doctor, this like he? perfect yeah. doctor everyone loves him he's like the best and jd's getting like really jealous because it's because everyone's like obsessed with him and then he comes and finds him at the end of the day and he's and he's like barely keeping it together and he's he he's like washing his hands and then he tells jd this is like the this is like the 50th time i've washed my hands now and you see this like this kind of very vulnerable part of him like where he has his own issues and he has his own things going on and i think that's so powerful i think it's and it's so yeah, true to life as well. Absolutely, yeah. That weight of being perfect all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good reveal. Do they do it, I guess, a little bit in, oh, I don't know, are they Grumpy or Sunshine? So in Zombieland, Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson's character, um, and obviously he loves like smashing up zombies and he cheers whenever he finds a Twinkie. And then obviously you find out later that his son died. Yeah. It's really, really sad. Um, and he's pretending it was a dog that he lost, but actually it was his son. And he kind of manifests, if, depending on the day, between being really grumpy or really sunshiny, especially compared to, it's, I think this is thing again of the main character being very nervous and he's not very nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think he's grumpy. Well, he, the thing is, Woody, Woody Harrelson is an excellent actor. And <laughs> I think he's grumpy. And the moments of his jubilation yeah are him faking jubilation yes whether that's for i forget michael the name of michael sarah sarah's character but whether that's for the other characters or for himself he's like faking he's like lying you know to who to to whether it's him or the the other characters to like i don't know try and feel something or protect himself right exactly yeah 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 above so he's kind of both i would say i would say he's grumpy pretending to be sunshine on occasion when yeah that's interesting yeah yeah but it's yeah. This but this is what I'm talking about. Like, the, these are the characters that we're talking about. Where it's like there's a the writing. The writers have obviously been like, okay, this is why they are grumpy. This is why they are sunshine all the time. And it's deeper than just oh, they're just a really happy person. It's deeper than <laughs> the manic yeah. pixie dream girl. Where it's like oh, she's the perfect woman because she's happy yeah. all the time and goofy and makes funny jokes <laughs> and like never embarrassed. And you're like, <laughs> it's just not a real person, is it? <laughs> conclusion i think it's i think it's you know it's just fun character conflict it's it's nothing really i think as as romance goes you can base a whole book around it 
mm-hmm. other genres, it's always going to be, um, I don't know, it's not even a plot thing. It's just a choice to have two characters. Yeah. Who, who, who you know, it's like, do I want my characters to be, do I want a kind of buddy cop, um, two yeah. characters kind of conflicting, but they are, but they are essentially on the same team. Oh my God. You know what it, you know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like enemies to, to friends. I don't want to say, <laughs> enemies, enemies to friends kind of, <laughs> yeah. but if we're talking platonic or enemies to lovers, if we're talking romance, but it's like enemies to X, but without, but, but with, with, with a kind of pre-established thing of like, we're not enemies. We know that we're on the same side. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have to get to this thing together and that's fine. You're just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sort of enemy of my enemy is my friends to lovers enemy trope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or something. <laughs> ah, that's amazing. Um, in conclusion, would you guys do it? Yeah. Have I... we already done it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <mistake>. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. I, th- I don't know. I don't think I have. I, I think I would do it for a friendship. I don't think yeah. I'm a fan of it in a romance. But yeah, friendship yeah. for sure. I think that's fair. I think it has to be well done in a romance. I'm yeah. trying to think if I do it a little bit in my love life in the apocalypse, but not really. Not to, because we've discussed, haven't we, like whether we're confusing it with something else. Yeah. Yeah. So You're, I yeah, think the, I would the, do it. the two leads in my love life in the apocalypse are both on they're on the sunshine side of the spectrum yeah neither mm-hmm. of them i would say is particularly grumpy no one is mm-hmm. anxious though which is different as we've yeah. discussed yeah that's yeah. True. yeah yeah but it's you know it's the kind of thing where you could easily i think lots of writers have done this and haven't even thought about it as a trope it's like that's oh yeah true. i just had two characters yeah. who yeah had Disliked different each energy. other yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be impossible to watch a show where everyone was like all sunshine all the time or yeah, you need, Actually, you need that balance. I would watch a show where everyone was grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> you so. Like Black Books. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, no, no. Well, Black Books, no, Black Books is an amazing example because it's, yeah, uh, it's true. Manny Dylan Moran the... and ba- Bill Bailey. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> they are grumpy and sunshine. Oh my God, that's it's a true. whole series of grumpy and sunshine. <laughs> I love true. it. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's the perfect one. Oh, I did have an honorable mention. <laughs> Here's on. one for the fantasy fans out there. Oh, uh, I know what you're going to say. Do you? Brandon Sanderson? <laughs> yeah, Kaladin and Shalon, yeah. Kaladin and this, again, I was like, Kaladin and anyone. Because <laughs> yeah, <that's so> <laughs> Kaladin is like usually grumpy, uh-huh. like a lot of fantasy protagonists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's, kind, first of all, he's like bound to a magical companion called Syl, who is, yes. who is basically Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell and like, yeah. is happy and upbeat a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then throughout the book, he also comes into contact with a bunch of um, the other point of view characters, uh, like Adolin, who's who's yeah. the like super handsome jock, but also really nice, upbeat male character. And then the Shallan, yeah. who there's vaguely a love interest with, but she's also like funny and whimsical and silly. And then there's Wit, who's obviously funny. <laughs> <laughs> You guys got any other ones we didn't we didn't talk about? Um, so I actually. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, you go. No, you go. Sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Such a people pleaser. Such a sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> you are the grumpy to my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we yeah. I was thinking of um, both from the name of the wind and oh, yeah. De- and Denna. Is it his love interest? Yeah. I thought she was kind of like a, a free spirit kind of sunshine thing that occasionally pops into his life. And he is quite grumpy, I think, like you were just saying, like the main fantasy protagonist. 
he's definitely grumpy in the like in quotes present day sections yeah um, i guess he's less grumpy when he's younger yeah i could see it i didn't I think, think so. it's as like blaringly obvious no, as it's some not, of the ones we talked not, about but i know yeah. i can definitely see that yeah mm. um, sorry Malaba, you go <laughs> <laughs> no i was just thinking because we're going fancy of um Geralt and dandelion in the witcher <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that, Great. That is brilliant. <laughs> that's a good one yeah, yeah really good one there's so many that i know i'm thinking about it yeah I, I do quite like it but yeah i think again that's a platonic one mm-hmm. or is it read the fan fiction to find out <laughs> wink wink <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's everywhere because because it's it's basically for me it's like borderline not even really a trope or if it is a trope it's like you just it's just it's just an interesting character combination and i mean yeah it's it's two ends of a spectrum of 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 a spectrum that almost every character has to be on somewhere yeah yeah that's true so So it's nice if you exaggerate something in a story it always comes across better like make your characters as big as possible right so Exactly. Yeah. That's why we're yeah. telling the story about these characters specifically anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up. Thanks for putting up with our nonsense for another episode. To stay tuned to everything we're up to, you can follow the podcast on all socials at The Chosen Tropes. Follow Melissa at Meliva, Naomi at Naomi G. Writes, and Jamie at Jamie X. Greenwood. Don't forget to check out Naomi and Melissa's books as well as the Right and Wrong podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next trope. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 